0: Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor.
1: What's your outlet? Folks, welcome to a brand new episode. Train wreck tonight, 237, sponsored by Outlet Liquor we got a big show for you folks tonight. March Madness in Buffalo, the Von Miller News, all NFL free agency, and obviously we're going to be talking Buffalo Bracket as well. We are currently in the round of 64 in the South Towns region. The Sabres have won four out of five. How was your gambling weekend with March Madness in Buffalo as well? So tune in, folks. Here we go.
0: You don't you do don't, stop, you don't, stop. Stop. You don't stop. <laughs>
2: Follow me into the great unknown
0: Where pink flamingos grow Diet soda falls And what you take magically regenerates On supermarket shelves The ovens clean themselves
1: Folks, train wreck tonight. Two thirty-seven. Sponsored by Outlet Liquor. Let's bring the boys in. We got Maniac. We got DJ Supreme. Lots to talk about tonight, guys. I was at the dog park last Wednesday. Put, put you know, put my phone away for about twenty minutes. I looked down. I had like hundred text messages. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I'm seeing Miller time, Super Bowl, and the Buffalo Bills on the same evening. Get Von Miller and OJ Howard. What a crazy week it's been, guys. Yeah,
3: no absolute, doubt about it, boys. Absolutely uh, insanity.
2: Sorry, I, was, I, was, I don't know if I was lagging over Supreme there, but I was lagging through my dreams. I was like you, Al. I was taking a nap. I wake up. Next thing I know, people are going nuts. Bean played the slow roll. We missed out on Chandler Jones. We missed out on so-and-so, but we did not miss out on Von Miller Supreme.
3: No, we did not, and it, it, it definitely – I mean, Miller time is upon us. O.J. Howard was, you know, that, that would have been a nice piece to have in itself. Then you had, you know, someone who was just tearing it up all playoffs long and en route to his second Super Bowl ring with a second different team. Uh, I mean, it, and aside from those two moves, you know, it, it, it came after McKissick. I love, I love what Wake had to say where he said, he kissed my ass when he, he gave us the pump fake and coming to Buffalo, then he went back to Washington. He must not be a big jewelry guy because he's not getting a ring anytime soon. But I, as far as <clears throat> when, when you look at the Bills, you have OJ, you have Vaughn. But then a lot of guys coming back, Al. It almost feels like we're getting the band back together. You know, just one signing after another of these Bills alumni. What are you thinking about? Who, Which, which Bill alum are you feeling best about coming back to Buffalo? Maniac, you can start with that.
2: Uh, you know, honestly, I feel the best about Jordan Phillips. He kind of changed the tide of everything that'd be going on. Uh, I will say I was excited. We've obviously met Shaq. We've had the pleasure of interviewing him. We had the madness that actually started in January that's carried over now from Shaq. But Jordan Phillips, I mean, you just remember when he became a Bill in 2018. You know what I mean? He came, he signs over mid midseason. He's going nuts. He's coming out of the tunnel running like his head's on fire. And that carried over to to 2019 where he had that phenomenal season and he was able to put up numbers that ended with him, you know, signing a big contract with the Cardinals. So I'm super excited to see. And probably the thing about it is I'm most super excited to see about super excited he is to be back because he's talking about all the awesome things the Bills have going on. And it just added to the absolute calamity, the absolute chaos and the absolute madness that was last week.
1: No, exactly, and Jordan Phillips—he's a fan favorite out there, especially if you're a fan at the games to see what he does while you're in the stadium to get the fans fired up. You know, whether it's a third down, whether it's special teams, he's getting the crowd fired up at the at an end zone or something. So, it's just so cool to see people truly wanting to be in Buffalo, and whether it's a hometown discount or not. I'll tell you guys right now, I didn't—I I was not on Von Miller. I didn't think he was coming to Buffalo. That caught me so off guard. When when I looked on my phone and saw that we signed Von Miller, Brandon Bean, once again,
3: cheers. The patron saint of the process, Brandon Bean. But you gotta love I mean, you see you see Jordan Phillips, he re-signs. He said he's super happy about it. Then allegedly tells Shaq he, he sign in Buffalo. And I just with the first thing that popped to my mind was Thanksgiving against the Cowboys in Dallas a couple of years ago. With that I mean the gift that's been everywhere, the old you know, right yeah. at the end of the game, those guys getting it fired up. I mean, but then you have Barkley coming back too, yeah. and I mean, we got Duke Johnson. There's, uh, there's, there's so many moves that we've made where you know it just being adding to his already, you know, spectacular resume as GM of the Bills. But it looks like probably a three peat boys. What do you think?
1: Oh, that's. That's a no brainer, TJ Supreme. We know yeah. that's I mean, they're I mean, they're gonna be what, minus two hundred, I think, right now, minus one hundred eighty. I mean, it's it's definitely free money, but TJ Supreme, you know what time it is. I think it's time for some Buffalo bracket recap talk. Let's go. Yep.
3: Oh, let's go. Oh, boy. How did, how can that music – how can you hear that music at this time of year and not get fired up, fellas? I mean, the tournament was fully back. You know, we're talking about March Madness, of course, but we're also talking about the Buffalo Bracket being back, being as big as ever, a slew of new teams being added to the mix, and, you know, some some interesting matchups here out of the first half of the first round. I know the North Towns region and the Niagara Frontier region are a wrap. We're underway in the South Towns. We're halfway through the matchups there, you know, but really wanted to break it down. And I want to see, Al, what was what's your your most shocking storyline been out of the first round, at least in, in the first half of the first round for this year's Buffalo bracket?
1: Let's uh, all right. Can you pull up the brackets real quick here? Let's put them on the screen for people
2: so they see here what's going on. Um while Al is uh, perusing here with the first uh, round results, I guess to say the most, biggest surprise for me, Howard and transit drive in both relatively struggling in the first round uh, only getting 65, 64% of their vote. So not even two out of every three, two uh, candidates that were in the final four last year, semi struggling to get it done. And that just shows how tough this Buffalo bracket is.
1: But, and it comes down to maniac how engaged, you know, the people are in that and, it was pretty. It was relatively pretty
3: quiet, right, DJ Supreme, when it came down to Howard. Yeah, with Howard, I mean, it, it. It. I think that there was a little bit of a surprise factor to him being in the first four last year. You know, a lot of a lot of folks over at WGR rallying for him. And after you go from the first four to the final four, you know, I, I know Jeremy White had noted that he felt that there was some disrespect by Howard being a six seed. Um, but I, I think with Howard, you know, he he has. Plenty of legs left in this tournament. I mean, he faced off, and we'll we'll go down. We'll bump down to the to the uh, Niagara Frontier region here. Yeah. But with Howard, he he was up against a good opponent in Taste of Buffalo. I mean, one of the one of the biggest festivals all summer long. Usually, what is it? July. Beautiful, beautiful weather every year for that. You know, all the best food and in and the Buffalo bracket. A lot of feedback that we get is you know it's a food heavy bracket, but that's what Buffalo is known for. So. Howard going up against something like Taste of Buffalo, and even though I, I believe it was like a 68-32 outcome for that, somewhere in that range, it wasn't a drubbing, but it also wasn't that much of a nail biter either. He was, he, was, he was commanding his lead for pretty much the entire matchup right out of the gate. Supreme, what was
1: the uh, closest matchup out of these first ones that went down in these two regions?
3: Well, the closest matchup thus far – is actually up in the North towns region and was it, Allentown? it was the Allentown, Tim Hortons, Tim Hortons edges out Allentown, 55, 45. And what was kind of surprising to me, you know, Allentown was last year. It was Josh Allentown as a two seed this year, you know, just as Allentown goes down to a three, Tim Hortons has struggled getting into the sweet 16 in years past and although Tim Hortons is ubiquitous, I feel like a lot of people don't know in Buffalo, Tim Hortons is owned by Burger King. So like in a sense, you're voting for Tim Hortons as vote for Burger King. And if it were Allentown versus Burger King, this wouldn't have even been a question who wins. So that was something that I find interesting. Um, you know, it, it, throughout my travels this weekend, drove past a Tim Hortons where they, the, the one sign that was up on the side of the building, it was on, uh, Union Road over by Lawson. I saw this. It was amazing. Southern Cheek to Vegas. They had a big sign up. Apparently that sign fell down. And then they put up a smaller sign, but they didn't paint behind it. So it was like, it almost looked like a shadow effect of like the one sign where the first sign was missing and where the second sign ultimately is. It it was quite the optical illusion. And, you know, having, having, having that little attention to detail. I mean, these places are everywhere. Everybody, you know, there's a lot of people who rely on Tim Hortons, you know, every morning for their coffee, for their pick-me-up. But, you know, for that to knock off what is, in my opinion, you know, as a former resident, but also I, I believe to be the best neighborhood in Buffalo, Allentown, that was a shocker for me. You know? hey, hey, Sleep,
1: I will say something because this weekend, I'm not sure if you knew where I was. I was I was on Allentown all weekend or on Allen. Yep. And dude, I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm not shocked that Tim Hortons pulled off the upset looking at the <laughs> really, Well looking, hold on, before you say whoa, that whoa, though, whoa,
2: shout, out, shout out Days Park Tavern, which has been amazing. And I gotta say, real quick, there's a Tim Hortons right off of Allen. So this is very, yeah, this is del- very right ironic
3: here. The worst, <laughs> the worst Tim Hortons in Buffalo, mind you, is at least that I've experienced. And I experienced it more frequently than most. By but the yeah, way, why, Supreme, why 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 the hate towards Allentown? What's worse? What, real it's,
2: quick, that uh that Tim Horton sign, it reminded me of uh, Lion King when Simba puts his paw in, in Mufasa's paw.
3: Yes, exactly. It, it like didn't
2: light up. It was yeah, you know, it was a little difference there.
3: Yep. The the uh the signage budget is running a little short over at Tim Hortons US. So I don't know, they're on to the second round and they're gonna face a tough opponent in Elmos. But before we get to the rest of these matchups. Yeah, what, what, what's going on with Allentown lately? You're telling Sorry. me that Allentown is, is going to shit? What's going on?
1: I mean, I guess you could say that, Supreme. It looks like a goddamn war zone. Um, oh, wow. I, I mean, it, I mean, and maybe it's because I saw it during the day, you know, a couple <laughs> straight days and like, you know how when like, you know, you're so used to going out on Chippewa at night and then like we went to rec room and we're like, wow, it's, it's, this is different town. You know what I mean? You don't see it during the day. Dude, Allen, I don't know, man. I don't know uh let's just say we brought some buddies in from Pittsburgh and they were stunned uh it was just it was bro they had an Airbnb on Wadsworth and yep. it, the, the the front steps were just completely demolished oh it was just goodness. all stone and gravel you couldn't even walk up on them without tripping and falling and
3: it, that's it, crazy it
1: just looked like, like all I'm gonna say is during the day uh, on allen on Friday and Saturday it's I guess it's not the sexiest thing in the world
3: yeah. And it's a tough time of year for anything to be looking sexy in Buffalo, New York. I mean, it's True. like it's warm enough where you can go out and do things right now. But I, I remember back to Saturday, it was I mean, it was sunny at at lunchtime and then it's a monsoon by like one thirty two o'clock in the afternoon. Sun comes back out and then it's a monsoon again an hour later. It's like you really can't you can't like really ever pin down the weather or what it's going to do at this time of year. Really, that kind of holds true for the rest of, you know, Buffalo weather in general, but more so in the springtime. I've found than I ever ever, you're, you're constantly battling like, oh, I'm too hot. I got to take this coat off. Oh, oh no, now I'm freezing and I'm catching a cold. It's like I, it's March weather. I mean, with all with all the excitement going on, Buffalo bracket, March Madness, free agency. You know, there's there's a lot to be excited about, but the weather is is at the bottom of the list for me. So, I think in terms of the rest of the bracket, Maniac, what was, what was your biggest shocker out of the North Towns region, aside from that Tim Hortons, uh, knocking off Allentown in a close one?
2: Uh, biggest shocker, I mean, I got to say uh, Mighty Taco. Nobody nobody verbalizes that they love Mighty, and Anderson's had a lot of people around it. and Anderson shared it uh, in their story as well, so I was very surprised. I mean, Mighty Taco continues to be a consistent one, by the way. Taste of Buffalo last year also lost in the first round. They lost to the Buffalo Blue Jays, 52-48. So Taste of Buffalo is always a tough out uh, in these okay. first rounds. But, yeah, surprised that. And you know what? I was surprised to see uh, the West Seneca police Twitter. They could have got canny cloned. They could have just not missed out completely and, you know, went down in the first round. But they rallied. They got their crew, and they're on the next round with an upset over cost of living. I think – West. I would love to see a video of the West Seneca police housing some chicken wings for that sweet 60, or maybe some Macy's place for this, for this matchup. Yeah.
1: Talk about a powerhouse right there of two, of two social medias, Macy's place and West Seneca police. That's going to be a fun second round matchup.
3: No doubt about it. And West Seneca police, you know, following in the footsteps of transit drive-in and many others where they're getting their Facebook account involved, and when you pop over to Facebook, even though the polling just takes place on Twitter, you know, we had people promoting it on their Instagram stories. We have people putting up Facebook posts with the link to the poll on Twitter and seeing some of the comments come through, like it, it, people talking about, oh, even now you guys pulled me over 25 years ago and gave me a speeding ticket, I still voted for you. Like it's, it's just some like wholesome, entertaining content on social media. You know, we're so used to things being so polarized. This is just, like, true fun, like, pure fun and something that you can only get with the Buffalo bracket here at Trainer Sports, folks. So, I think with that being said, that pretty much covers the North Towns region. I want to kick it over to the Niagara Frontier region. Again, uh, you know, a little bit more chalk here. Can Niagara I say Frontier. something right
1: here, right away? Yeah, yeah,
3: Of course. And you know what I'm going to
1: say. and yeah. I, I'm pretty well, sure I said this was the one region that was going to be all chalk how the hell does the Buffalo Zoo knock off 911 Tavern? That is a joke to me. I I I don't get that at all.
3: Yeah, that was, that I mean, was I mean, that was definitely the shocker of this region for me as well, Alan. And I mean, I know it's an eight nine, you know, it's it's a marginal, it's a baby upset, if you will. Yeah. But it, it, that's only in terms of seeding. Like with how food heavy and how food crazy we've seen this bracket be in the past. I mean, our first ever Buffalo bracket winner was chicken wings. And 9-11 being a, you know, a blue chip place, a blue blood wing spot, if you will, you know, it to get knocked off by the zoo. Yeah. I mean, like, like everybody from South Buffalo wants to chime in on wing reviews about, oh, you've never been to 9-11 Tavern. You know what? Maybe, maybe there is some credence to that because Maniac, my wingman can attest that we have tried to review 9-11 Tavern multiple times. Each season, we're going on season four, which is coming out soon, folks. We've tried to review them multiple times each season. They never pick their phone up. We can't get an honest review out of them if we can't do takeout. And they and they're. and I, I would dare say that 9-11 Tavern might be the wing Nazis of Buffalo. Wow. I mean, I, I don't see it any other way. So maybe, I don't know. With the zoo, it's still a shocker to me. Like, you know, usually you can get away with that type of behavior or being that selective on oh when when you're cooking wings, when you're picking yeah. up your phone, like you gotta be good. You can't just you can't just suck or else you'd be out of business. But but to get knocked off by the zoo.
1: Yeah, I'm mean, I'm just thinking like it's a Saturday. Hey, you wanna go see a giraffe or hey, you wanna get a good single order of wings? Like, come on. No. Like
2: just I gotta me. be honest though, that during the summertime the zoo, the zoo does kind of slap a little bit. I mean, they got their outdoor nights, walk on the animals, things like that. They got their wine walks, I believe. I believe. So, with that said, you know, it sounds weird to say. I'm surprised that 11-day power play didn't pull the upset. People really rallied behind the 11-day PP. They were out there. I think the Lezikowskis who uh, run it were pushing a little bit, but uh, can't get it done against summertime weather. Let's face it, after this past fall and then, what, a record January as far as snow, people are pumped for their summertime weather. It's safe to say.
1: How, and like, how about this? How about this past weekend with a couple sixty-five degree days and and sun? It was great. Thursday and Friday were awesome.
3: Yeah, I, and and this plays into I mean, maniac, a staunch advocate of summertime weather being the elite season. You know, flying right in the face of what many have to say in the Buffalo sports media. I, I mean, summertime is something you can always look forward to in Buffalo. It's not. It's. It's never going to really get too hot. Right when it gets to be a little bit too hot, you usually get you get a thunderstorm that rolls in. Knocks off the humidity, brings the temps back down. There's so much to do with us being right next to Lake Erie and Lake Ontario. I mean, it, the summertime you can go golfing, you can go out on the boat, you know, hang out by the pool. The sun like the longest days of the year, summertime, you know, you're getting the most sunlight. It's not dark at, you know, 6 o'clock, 5.30, like it is in the fall. So I could see where summertime weather would power through the 11-day power play. But, you know, I I guess, folks, you know, with the 11-day power play, with some of the other great charities that we have involved in the bracket this year, you don't have to vote for them, but maybe you could go donate for them and and help out what has been an amazing cause with the 11-day power play. We also have Ride for Roswell and the Polar Plunge as, you know, two newcomers in the bracket this year. Again, you can cast your votes how you wish, but consider a donation to those three places. So, Al, was there anything else that stuck out to you? I, I, there was mm-hmm. one thing that stuck out to me, but I don't know. You know, I wanted to see if you guys had picked up on it. There's one thing that was not as shocking as 9-11 Buffalo Zoo, but there was something else that kind of shocked me based on what happened last year.
1: Yeah, I think I might know what you're going to say here. Is that Chevetta's taking down local golf courses?
3: Uh, no, but I I, I, I with all the local golf, with the local golf that we have here, I I could see people picking their chicken. Maybe they're missing it a little. It's Lent. You can't eat it on Fridays. you not supposed to for certain people. Um, You know, say an extra prayer if you do. But I think, to me, Al, the biggest – Surprise was that Transit Driving over Canal Side. Canal Side gave him a really good fight. It was only a fifty-eight forty-two victory by Transit Driving for the you know for the reigning champs last year. They were pulling out all the stops. You know, however, however authentic their news stories were that they were posting to Facebook to get the chip last year. You know, I, Canal Side gave him a go and now you're looking at a, you know a tough road ahead between Cup and Chart Pepperoni. Buffalo zoos showing that they got some some stamina in the bracket coming out of the first round, knocking off a 9-11 and a surprise. Local breweries, you know, their road to the elite eight or you know, even the sweet sixteen is not as uh, clear cut as it was in years past.
1: You know what, sleep or it's supreme, it's just so classic transit driving. You know what I'm saying? They always they always somehow get it done. There were so many matchups la- last year. I'm like, there's no way, there's no way, and they do it. And I think they're only going to pick up momentum. I think they're definitely going to get by the five seed cup and chart pop. So, but yeah, I think the next round after that against local breweries, that's going to be a heavyweight matchup. But they just, nothing shocks me with them anymore. Whether it's a 80 20 thing or 60 40, like they're going to get the dub. And they did it again. I'm laughing at
2: how they're kind of acting like the Masters champion. Like they're kind of like welcoming other people into the bracket. Like, oh, like, well, welcome to the bracket this year. Like, this is how it works. Like, I'm like, Transit drive is so full of itself. But that's what happens when you win such an established and such an esteemed tournament.
3: That's right. I mean, they're a champion. As a 12 seed last year, Transit Drive-In, the 2021 champions, you know, we still got a long ways to go. to the. I'm making a take right now.
2: They will not make the final four.
3: No. I I think the Howard Simon revenge tour out of the Niagara Frontier region, I, I see Howard making the final four out of this region. And by the and way, I, if
2: Jeremy doesn't and Jeremy and Brian and all the execs at Entercom and and uh Odyssey don't have Howard pounding Loganberry while he picks the Bills this week, that's just a huge mistake.
3: Oh, trust me. And that's and with 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 Howard, if you know, if and when he gets past Lokenberry, I I believe that he has it in him. He's going to face off against likely summertime weather over Chavez. Howard already beat summertime weather last year in route to beating Wegmans to get to the final four. So he's already seen these teams. He's already been there, done that. And I think him making it to the elite eight at the bare minimum. I mean, anything less than that would be a huge disappointment for Howard.
1: No, I definitely think the the execs that you are they're they're gonna have him to the final four for sure. He's gonna make it back, like you said, the revenge tour. It's gonna be it's gonna be a serious, serious push. First round, they didn't prepare, they weren't watching film, they snuck out, they got the dub, they'll be ready for these next couple rounds.
3: That's right. But hey, the Grim Reaper, Howard Simon, when he comes knocking, you don't wanna be on the other side of that door. So I guess we'll wrap things up here with a little preview because we are live in the South Towns region. As you're watching us, folks, if you haven't voted already, go cast those votes. We have a few few matchups that are live. If we're looking top to bottom, Shay's Theater versus Beef on Wec, Ted's Hot Dogs versus Sponge Candy, Bison Dip versus Delaware Park, and Lloyd versus Mulberry are all live. And we have some early indications, but we've seen leads changed in the past. You know, nothing's over till it's over. We even saw overtime last year. Yep. Speaking of over, so what are, what's your most compelling matchup out of this region? Because it's pretty, it's pretty safe to say. And well, I know he's hiding behind the uh, our good folks over at Outlet Liquor and the logo in top right. But <laughs> who do you see giving Josh Allen a run in this region? Because I, I don't see him. I, I see him making it to the championship, like coasting I think Josh Allen furthermore over first spring happy hour might be our biggest blowout in bracket history but where do you guys see who do you think he'll be taking on out of out of the bottom half of this South Towns region
1: I mean like you said it's definitely a cakewalk uh
2: I, I my, the only take I have is I think he'll get more resistance in these first two matchups uh hypothetically second round versus beef on whack which has a huge match a lead right now on Shays. they can still yep. come back though they're always they got a knack for the dramatic Shays, obviously but i think josh will have the toughest time with these first two matchups and then if he gets there it's going to be coast city to uh, the final four yep
3: now what are you thinking because i I'm, I'm i'm thinking lloyd might might have their run this year i mean they were they, they've been making some noise in tournaments past they've never I don't believe they've ever been to the elite eight i I know they've been to the sweet 16. Mm. could this be their year to to go up against Josh allen and, and the elite
1: eight yeah I mean especially from a social media presence you can definitely see what Lloyd barbell potentially yeah sweet 16 so I can see that that's a great matchup but yeah I mean no one's coming close. We'll see what Kanzi can do at Seneca One Tower and see what kind of strings Douglas
2: can pull. What What's like the most bracket thing you could think of? Would it be Josh Allen hosting the first spring happy hour with a cast working at Shea's Buffalo and they're all eating sponge candy and beef on whack at Seneca One Tower while discussing how Buffalo is a great place to raise a family? And having
1: an appetizer with bison dip? I think that sounds like it would be it. Yeah. And then they're yep. going to
2: Larkinville after, for, for after hours, the,
1: the, the plating right. society,
2: <laughs> yep.
3: Yep. <laughs> chef, Darian, Brian,
2: it's popping off.
3: Yep. Oh. And the event and the event hosted by none other than Roswell park. Yep.
2: Seriously. This is amazing. Yep. All these matches are great. I'm loving all the people seeing it for the first time. Ah, Oh, Bison Dib shouldn't be in the South Towns region. Then I just pull up the three examples of teams that are not in the right region in the real bracket. And welcome to the Buffalo bracket, people.
3: That's right. I also enjoyed, there was one one comment in particular who was trying to say that Rick Jenneret should have been a one seed over Josh Allen. And just to give you some rationale. 50 years of work, of, of, of sweat and tears. Oh, yeah. And there's. Listen, there is no questioning Rick Jenner's legacy. I mean, he, he he's a true Buffalo sports legend, 50-year resume. I mean, the guy, he, he he's the reason that we all loved hockey growing up because he made the whole thing sound like a cartoon. But when you're talking about last year, we're talking about the past 12 months when we're talking about Buffalo brackets. RJ, you know, when you've been doing it for 50 years, you start running out of steam. I mean, you can only, you can only broadcast. on. So RJ being in and out of the booth with versus Josh Allen, you know, having a, a tragic ending to the season and what was otherwise a perfect playoff game in the divisional round. I mean, Josh Allen was a clear number one. RJ gets the number two on legacy, but there's, there's no doubt about it that Josh Allen was a one seed in this year's Buffalo bracket. So I think RJ, I, 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 I believe last week that I picked Josh to go against RJ in the championship. I, I see that being the championship. Who's going to pick against either of those guys?
2: It's an epic matchup. Yeah. What happens when an immovable object meets an unstoppable force?
3: Truly, the two 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 juggernauts in the Buffalo sports game. But I guess we got a lot of other. We have a lot of other things to talk about, not just the well, Buffalo We just jacket. got
1: breaking news from Jocena Anderson. Wide receiver Jamison Crowder signing a one year deal with the Bills per league source. Jamison wow. Crowder, a Buffalo Bell. Wow. But
2: yeah, you know. Former uh, Jet
1: for the yep. last couple of years. Yep. Yep.
2: Wow, oh, imagine going from Darnold and Wilson to Allen. That's like that's like going that's like going from a Corolla and a Hyundai to a Ferrari. Get ready to get stuck in Buffalo. Wow. Yep.
1: One year deal, a Super Bowl deal.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Every deal signed with the Bills that's a one year deal is a Super Bowl Too deal. deal, now, deal.
1: Uh, now I'm seeing right here, uh uh one year deal worth up to four
3: million. I mean, okay. Yeah. Well,
2: okay. yeah, they probably gave him some incentives, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. it's free money. And size-wise, though, correct me if I'm wrong, but Crowder sort of has the size and the the utility of Cole Beasley, right? I mean, he's he's not a he's not a length guy. He's a, he's what five, six foot? Yeah, five nine. Yeah, so he's 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 the the refresh Cole Beasley, if you will. Hopefully he has a nose for for the uh, first down marker like Cole did. But yep, let's see here.
1: Yep, five nine, a buck seventy seven out of uh, five nine, University. and still
3: doing shit like that. Yep, going up okay. and getting that ball right there. Yeah.
2: Not blurry
3: out of Duke University. Wow.
2: Oh, look at this! Down twenty one three against the Bills. Wow, not a good look for Tremaine Edmonds right there. Oh God! Wow.
3: Burned oh, I forgot all. about
2: that. I like that. Cool. I like that. Yeah. I mean because that's what Alan needs, right? He needs that fourth or fifth guy. Ooh, whoa.
1: Every Jamison that. Crowder play.
2: <laughs> I'm more embarrassed <laughs> that I'm more embarrassed that I had a tab up open searching for the Lion King because I was looking for that Simba clip. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice.
2: hopefully, hopefully we don't see the rest of your tabs. Oh, get <laughs> yeah. the hell out of here. You're always up to no good. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so let's do it right now. Over, under for Jamison Crowder this year. What what for TDs? What is it? Four and a half? Yeah. 320 yards?
3: Over. I'd take the over on both of those. I'd say,
1: right, uh, yeah, I mean, four and a half. Yeah, I, over yards for sure.
2: G. How is uh, – real? And we'll, and we'll go down the stretch here. Obviously, Bean had a great week, and we'll talk uh, two other things real quick before we wrap up here on TT237, brought to you by the place to buy a case, Outlet Liquor. But how can the offense be, like, better what, – what was Dable struggling with? We never really ran screen plays to the running back. We never really ran quick hitters, right? Like, that was kind of the – I feel like in 2019, when Beasley was peaking, we were throwing a lot of quick hitters. But then in 2020, 2021, everything was a little bit longer to develop. Maybe this yeah. is our quick hitter guy.
1: Yeah. Along with Duke Johnson, so. Johnson. too. Looking to get running backs more involved in the passing game. Um, I mean, what does this do to my Isaiah McKenzie?
2: I, I keep it, it keeps McKenzie in the same role. It doesn't ask him to yeah. do too much, right?
3: Yeah, I think Isaiah like,
2: McKenzie is worth the most when he when he's almost when he almost catches you by surprise that he's on the field. Yes,
3: absolutely. Yep. Yeah, because that that's why I say. I mean, I feel like Jamison Crowder is a is it, is a guy where it's it's a maybe not a huge upgrade where Cole Beasley was, but you know, we, Maniac was showing us some of those plays. I mean, he's versatile. He's quick. He's shifty. He's get. He you know he's got size enough to move around, and he has and it seemed like he had a good nose for picking up first downs, which is exactly what Cole Beasley was, Mr. Moody Chains. So I think that by, by much to your point, Maniac, by having a guy like Crowder fill in for Beasley, that, that keeps McKenzie as a, as a sort of a wild card on some jet sweeps on some, you know, just some, some vertical plays and keeps us dynamic as ever on the Bills offense. So there's he, a lot
2: of there's a lot of targets to replace with Beasley leaving.
1: Yeah, and you got to think though too with with this signing, it almost it, it. it almost seems like first round, second round has to be cornerback. One of those, I mean, it has to be at this point. I mean, obviously they still have time; they can sign. Well, you, and after. you got to be
2: thinking down the line. Uh, yep. The Tredavious numbers are going to start to hurt you on the salary cap, so you need to balance that out with someone yep. you have cost control on. So it definitely makes sense that they'll take a cornerback. Uh, somewhere there but yeah it'll be very interesting to see uh how that goes and it'll be very interesting to see if this Super Bowl contract pays off for Jameson Crowder
1: <laughs> and guys I mean can you believe the amount of quarterbacks in the
2: AFC after Matt Ryan today? it's ridiculous Still. it's ridiculous I'm super pissed about it I don't even want to talk about like it.
1: right like that was our window last year you feel like that that was the Super Bowl for you that was the one you had the AFC championship at home everything was right there on a silver platter you would have crushed the Rams you would have beat the Rams. And then yeah, I mean the AFC is just stupid right now. Obviously they're going to run through the East. That's there's no issue there. 6 and 0, oh, 5 and 1 at a worst-case scenario you got to think. But it's just
3: it's going to be tough.
2: Well, they could also yeah. be looking by the way at like five or six primetime games right off the cuff on the schedule. Man. Oh yeah. Oh, well, I also
3: I also have right off the top I have three things to look forward to with that being said, out. Number 1, Aaron Rodgers is still a Packer. Because he was heavily rumored to be coming to the AFC, and that would be that would have been much more devastating than like a Russell Wilson going to the Broncos or a Matt Ryan going to the Colts. You also have the AFC West, who are going to beat the absolute shit out of each other this year. So the road is not is not as clear cut as it might have been for the Chiefs in the past. True, you know, I, I do think we'll still be on a collision course with them, and maybe the Titans, or yeah, maybe not even the Titans this year, but. That's that's the collision course. How are they gonna be looking? Are they gonna be dinged up? Are they gonna have guy key guys out after what's gonna be a real a real brawl to get into the playoffs out in the AFC West? And number three, if Brady's back on the Bucs, are we gonna see him in the Super Bowl and win our first ever Super Bowl against Tom Brady? Yeah, you gotta Can you think- imagine a better yeah. in Scott in, in Glendale, Arizona.
1: I I might start parlaying all futures with bucks to win the, to win the NFC. Honestly, I don't know why you're laughing maniac. I don't, you're muted. You're muted.
2: Is this Uh, Brady's last year? I got, I got the mute machine. Has to be, has to be. Now now Devonte Adams is gone too. I don't know. Who's the Bears quarterback? Justin Fields. Did they sign anybody else? I don't think so, right? I don't
3: think so. I'm just looking at this worth, real quick.
2: So, all eight of these are, are primetime possibilities, especially because every time a team has to have a primetime game. So, for a bad team like the Jets or the potentially the Dolphins, those could be prime guys. That. So, that's eight potential primetime games nine, 10, 11, 12, Patriots okay. playoff yep. rematch makes 13. So, that's 13 liter- legitimate primetime targets for the league. I mean, yeah, 5-6 is totally within feasibility. That's crazy. Yeah. We yeah. don't want any Thursday night games, though, to be honest.
3: No. We, definitely, we skate. Well, I guess Unless it's coming off, is off a bye. Yeah. I'll go down to Dallas again on Thanksgiving Day. That'd be fun. I was going to say, we definitely need to do a road
2: trip next year for sure. Oh,
1: oh yeah.
3: That. Oh, yeah.
2: Speaking of a road trip. Four out of their last five, Sabres have been on a warpath. Playing Dude. good positivity.
1: <laughs> Maniac, when I woke up the next morning and I saw the Flames lose the Sabres won nothing in overtime, I thought I was looking at it. I, I, like, how is this real? Yeah. What were, what were the Flames? Minus 350?
2: Yeah. Minus 400? I think it was minus 400 or something like that. It was
3: unbelievable.
1: Well, they, I'm no, done no, betting, betting on the Sabres. They've been red
3: hot. Yeah, yeah. you can't be They have the a the nine-game they were on a nine-game streak or something like they were playing really well. Yeah, oh, the, are-
1: the Flames have the third best odds to win the cup. I'm pretty sure now. Yeah. I mean, they've they've flown through the rankings. It's the uh, Avalanche, uh, Panthers, and then yeah, Flames. Now it's crazy. Wow. It's crazy.
2: It's pretty unbelievable what they're doing. Now, with that said, it's still not completely reflective in the uh, win loss column yet. But it's nice to see the turnaround. It's nice to see the positivity. So a lot of people yeah. are uh, feeling good about the team uh, there.
3: Yeah, I mean it's it's incredible what Jack Eichel can do for us when he's no longer a Saber. Is it Addition all started by there? subtraction. It's all hell. Al, you were there, maniac. Were you at the game, or was it just Al? I think
1: it was just Al.
3: Yeah, it was but just me. What? What an atmosphere that must have been. Oh, and oh. then he he makes those boneheaded comments, throwing any benefit of the doubt that the Sabers fans have for him. Nope. We had his back. We know the Pagulas were were up to some shady shit. Yeah. not letting him get the surgery. But now that's out the window. Oh, it's and gone. Then go, and then you go up and then you go up to Hamilton and you go to the Hammer. You get you get it done against the, the Maple Leafs. You know, Austin Matthews tries to chop Daniel's head off, clear off his neck. I mean, and, and they've been rolling ever since. You can tell the boys like, you know, I, I, they 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 didn't make a whole lot of noise at all today, right? I think they moved one guy. Oh, no, very quiet day. Maybe they move one guy, but I think that was like yesterday or a couple of days ago, and I'm fine with that because you're building something here. You can tell the guys are playing for each other. It's not the most talented group of hockey players, but there's a lot to look forward to down in Rochester too. They've been keeping a lot of guys down there on purpose, and it you know maybe there's a couple free agents that that we make moves on some heads up for you know moves, and hopefully there's not a lockout involved. But ultimately, that's that's how the Sabers put it together the last time in the mid 2000s. You know, they had yep. a lot of really good young prospects they developed in Rochester. They, you know, they get Drury, they get Briere, they make a couple other moves. You know, Miller comes up, could be Ugo Pakalukinin in the future, and then they're back. So it could be. <laughs> I, I I have a question for you too, and it might be a homework question. Who wins a playoff series first, the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Buffalo Sabres?
2: It'll be great when they play next year after Maple Leafs lose in the first round this year.
1: I mean, I, you have I,
2: Toronto – I'll say the Leafs just because yeah. they're going to be playing this year.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. Toronto, but I'm down well. for
2: B to be old
3: takes exposed. Yep. March 21st, 2022,
1: folks. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I will say Toronto, no. but, I, I mean, realistically – the East is loaded. There's not even a wild card race out there.
2: Yeah, all. Oh, yeah. all I was looking in- at the playoff odds, like on the sites. It's like there's nothing. There's like nothing up for grabs except for like the West.
1: I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure I yeah. looked yesterday, and the wild card in the East is like 10 to 15 points at least. Like not even close. Like that that those eight teams are in, and whoever they get in the first round for Toronto, I'll bet that other team for sure. No
3: doubt. Yeah. No Habs, doubt. It's 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 certainly the haves and the haves not have nots in the NHL right now there's it's not like the NBA or other sports where there's parity no I mean you know who's in you know who's out the only reason I say that that I pose that question about the Leafs obviously being a lifelong Sabres fan I'd love to see them lose as many the rest of their playoff series but they they have like the way things are shaping up the way they've been playing they're gonna they're gonna face off against who Florida Tampa or Carolina in the first round
1: I don't know how it works anymore, but
3: I, I you know, I really yeah, don't know. That.
1: It's so confusing, the NHL playoffs. Yeah, they are maniac. It's-
2: Al's a little demoralized after his tough weekend. When he loses a future, he loses part of himself. Oh, Kentucky? Yeah, see ya. Oh,
3: no. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah.
2: By the way, hey, while we're talking, guy, got to give a shout out here. The, the deadline coverage from Dwayne, Coley, and those guys. Yep. Over at two goalies, one Mike, almost oh, closing on 13,000 views from earlier. They were dominating with a ton of action. Uh, Just real quick, here is a clip from earlier with them and Ryan Drury.
0: You know, a, a lot of mistakes are made on this day. And, uh, I mean, to bring it back into, you know, the sphere of, of Buffalo and their fan base, I, I, I don't think that – I don't think – one thing you can certainly say, yeah, they haven't been very active – but they haven't gone out and made any big mistakes and they can really sit back and kind of address whatever assets they kept here and turn them into something potentially at the draft and they're, and they're well set up too, right? Maybe they, maybe they flip two of those first round picks that they have because of how uncertain the draft is this year, right? Like there's a lot, I don't know if there's ever been as much uncertainty around a draft class outside of, you know, the big names like Shane, Wright. As there is this year, because so many of these guys, we haven't got to see them play, you know, and I mean, I, I've seen the OHL guys, you know, so I, I've got, I think I have a pretty good read on who could be a, a, a good NHL player. I, I, I don't really know, though, and I I certainly don't think the scouting departments know. They've had to cram an awful lot of work into five or six months here, yeah. so You know, uh, I think the draft is where you're going to see the Sabres be pretty noisy.
3: 2G1M just
2: launching me into space with those takes. But yeah, so you see a little alternative side to the Sabres not doing anything. So shout out to them uh, for providing that coverage today on the deadline. They were buzzing.
1: Oh, all day long. I mean, 10-3. It was nonstop. It was great. Um, yeah, and yeah, tune in. Two goalies, one Mike crossing swords. Dwayne's been killing it.
3: Oh, yeah, no doubt. Follow the boys if you aren't already. But, yeah, I i think uh, with that being said, time for the shout-outs. And Maniac, I don't know if that counts. I'll give. I, I, I That's my shout out. Two shout-out. Two GM1M
2: crew killing it today.
3: Yep. Oh, well. I'm going to give a shout out to other half Buffalo. Uh, I was there on Saturday afternoon. They are uh, finally open for, you know, indoor patio uh, drinks and other half, just a phenomenal. If you're into craft beer or you're looking to get into craft beer, they're pretty much the gold standard as far as New York breweries go. There's a few others, but they're right up there amongst the best, if not the best they're opening up. You know, they're they're, they're growing like crazy. They've seen a tremendous amount of success. And they opened up one of their first uh, growth locations, if you will, at Seneca One Tower, right at the foot of the tower. This place, you can see they they've started to bring in, you know, different games, different, you know, they had a double pop a shot there. We'll throw back to last uh, spring in our tournament there. You know, they had all sorts of stuff going on. It was buzzing before the March Madness games. Showed up there, you know, right right when it opened. One of the only people in there. By the time we left, a few hours later, the place was packed. So I want to give a shout out to other half. You know, I, I think it's a, a great place to go along with a bunch of many other great places to enjoy a beer. You know, you have the new Southern Tier. Who could forget the Labatt brew house finally back open? Love our friends over at Labatt. So I think that's my shout-out for this week. Ale? My not shout out NCAA basketball,
1: Sweet Sixteen coming up. Ten o'clock tip offs on a Thursday night, and a it's what are you doing? P. M. Eastern.
2: Yeah, yes. that's that's annoying. It's, what,
1: dude? You have like you have potentially Coach K's last game is going to be tipping off at ten o'clock on a Thursday night.
3: I'm just saying, that's horrendous. And the, but there's an East Coast bias, L. There's an East Coast bias. Oh, trust me, it you goes know right I'm out there. the window with March Madness.
1: You know, you know though, you know Vegas. It's my favorite. It's my favorite time zone. When I'm there. Are you kidding me? Seven o'clock? It'd be seven o'clock out there. Just oh. come on. I'll well, just shout, never... out, shout out
3: to the bonus. Shout out to the West Coast for having the absolute best. Like in terms of being a sports fan and watching games on television, they have it the best. When you're talking about the fall, yeah. NFL football kicks off at 10 a.m. Oh. On Sunday night football is done by, like, what, 8, 8.30, and you're in bed. Your are full night's rest before Monday. No scaries. Scaries are nowhere to be found. Yep. And, and with all the playoffs, I remember uh, working, like, a West Coast-type schedule at my first job out of college, and it was an uh, 11 to 8 schedule. I got to watch all the games and be full rested back into work the next day. It was amazing. So, big shout-out to the West Coast. That
2: is the ultimate shout out to when Nick in Tampa was in Tennessee and he wanted to bet some college football games and he forgot that when he went to bet him at eleven thirty, they had started thirty minutes ago. <laughs> Jesus! All right, folks, but hey, don't miss your sure thing bets. Make sure you're following TrainerX Sports everything, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Follow along, we got Supreme, we got Al, we got me, I guess. And we're chugging along here. March Madness, Buffalo bracket, yep. second half of round one still to go. We got Wing Review season four on deck. We got Bill's free agency rolling. We got the Sabres season rolling. We got Degenerate Danger Zone going crazy. Happy Hour Hoops, NBA playoffs on deck. This is insane. It's absolutely insane. It's madness, Man. boys. Madness. And when there's so much stuff in the future, can't really do much, but just try and guarantee yourself one thing. And that is a good Good. night now.